Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Age of Sigma Stat Center on the 26th of July, 2021. Just me today, no Owen the Jackson. Uh, but there's been quite a few tournaments this weekend. A lot of uh, a lot of event results. I'm just going to turn this fan off because I can hear it. and I don't want to trigger you guys. Um, a lot of event results have just come in uh, over the weekend. It's been fun. We've had some of our first major events, so... That's a big, exciting time for everyone, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it, basically. It's a fun time. It's nice looking through the lists, is what it is. Uh, so, hello, everyone in the chat. If you guys have not watched this before, uh, you're watching it on YouTube, let's say, or something, this is a podcast that you can listen to, and, of course, it's also live on Twitch in front of the studio audience that is my mates, basically, at this stage. We've been hanging out for nearly 500 days, so people like Jim Conius, uh, Jimmy Conius, sorry, who just uh, subscribed, Nogal Matthew, McLeod, Hams Fan, Colonel Cabbage, Rambo Squirrel, Math Mallow, like, at least three of those people have stayed at my house. <laughs> it's how my friends. Uh, yeah, there's some Stormcast to talk about today, Bobbin. Bobbin's one of them. Um, uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. So, uh, stats, 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 stats. No actual stats yet. Uh, we're still waiting uh, to see whether or not we're going to crunch the numbers at the moment. Um, I don't think one-day events really should be included in the stats, truthfully. They're kind of... Like, they're, I, they're not really where I... I, I like, I, my focus is for, for stats. I think one-day events are probably one of the best formats for Warhammer. Uh, you could go play for a day, play your three games. Uh, but if you want to get some kind of, like, true... The, these are beating these very consistently. I think you really need those games four, fives, and six if you are looking for them. Um, but we, we have had one five-round uh, event uh, over in America, so we are going to be talking about that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, an event that happen to run their own specific unique uh, comp packs uh, they might be deciding to to ban certain characters or whatever might or it might be something we don't include in the stats either depending uh, depending of course uh, do English people not have air conditioning any brooks no we don't have we can't fight neither rain nor flood nor storm nor snow it's not really how it works there so I hope the twitch chat well big love to you all thanks for being here Nikos and Smogs uh, love both of you. Disco Magma, hey, hey, hey. Uh, not enough data points for true trend analysis. That's correct. Uh, just, okay. That's what I mean. There aren't enough data points for true trend analysis. Um, but you will get me talking about things that I've talked about since the game launched and we've already had events. Uh, God characters, they're going to be something that's going to feature heavily. Uh, and of course, um, some of the lists that are really making sense as being top table lists at the moment. Um, uh, and uh, that's what we're going to see. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the event, shall we? Let me just get my notes. I did my notes myself today instead of Owen doing them, uh, so they're going to be worse than normal. Uh, Owen will be back next week, I'm sure. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the one-dayers, right? Uh, so there's a one-dayer over in Queensland. Uh, big shout-out. Thank you to both T uh, and also Simon for sending this information. Held at Games Workshop Championship Store in Brisbane, Queensland. Kind of like Warhammer World for Australia. Um with some other words. <laughs> These are all played on Realm of Battleboards. Oh no. Uh, let's oh no that in the chat. Um, that's uh, that's a bit much. Uh, however, uh, the lists, uh, so they were, those were those were 2,000 point lists. Uh, they played Feral, First Blood, Feral Foray and Tectonic Interference. And in first place at this one day event was Tim McDivitt. And he took his staunch defenders Stormcast Eternals list. 
Now, I'm just going to read this out for you. I haven't put this on the website yet. I will be putting this on the website later. So if you guys have listened to this for the first time, if you go on theonestwargamer.com, I'm going to be putting these lists on the website. Now, there's some really interesting stuff in here. Um, uh, thank you, Tom Dix. Please do. Uh, right, so he has Battle Mage, uh, who's the general with the Master of Magic, um, and he's got Cinder Cloud. So he's, sorry, he's a City Sigma army, and he's Hammer Hall. Okay, uh, then he's got another battle mage. He's got the Lord uh, Castellan. Um, by the way, his triumph is inspired, but specifically his grand strategy is prize sorcery. So keep any of his wizards alive. Probably something we should be tracking uh, from this point onwards. Uh, he has an anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. We talked about this on the show before, but he's got the arcane tome with flaming weapon. Such a good bit. Oh, no, wait, this isn't. Sorry. This is. <laughs> that's the city's list. That's Simon's city's list. Whoo. Start again. The Stormcast list from Tim McDivitt in first place, well done, Tim, was um, uh, a Lord Arcanum on Toralon, which is madness. Hasn't seen play since it was released. Can we talk about that? Um, uh, and then it had Storage Defender, so that's going to be that plus one save. So he's doing that save stacking so nicely uh, from the Lord Arcanum on Toralon. Um, and he's also got Lightning Blast, a Lord Vixella, a Knight Heralda, and he's got a Drake Sworn Templar, which is 450 points for a monster um, that's going to do some really good work. Ability to do uh, Mortal Wounds range. Also, um, I had to pick units, models out of units is going to be so good. Save stacking with that is going to be crazy good. Sticking a Mystic Shield on it, using In Their Finest Hour, um, uh, and then also, obviously, All Out Defense. In addition to Staunch Defender, is such a clever play. So Tim really deserves uh, the shout on that. Knight Heralda uh, for running charges, also blowing up scenery. Uh, he's got Lord Ornate and the Lord Castellan. Now, the Lord, the Lord Castellan, of course, also adding plus one. Uh, thanks, Tom Dix, for the link, by the way. Big love to you. Uh, so, oh, I've just lost my list. Give me a second. Um... Uh, the Lord Ordinator is going really well, obviously, with those Celestar Ballisters. So he's got two Celestar Ballisters for some shooting. Then he's got a pretty min battle line. He's got three times five Sequiturs, uh, and then he's got five Liberators. And like I said, he's got those two Ballisters as well. Um, and so he's got like some pretty good output when it comes to Mortal Wounds at range. But I think we're going to start to see lists like this a lot. Now, I didn't see Tim play or hear about how Tim played, but you're going to kind of ask yourself, well, how's he going to chew through a big brick of X or how's he going to do Y? And actually, I like it's a lot more of a scalpel list. I bet he's able to achieve all of his battle tactics pretty much every turn. And then really what he has to do is ask himself, can he fight on a couple of the primary objectives to score himself max primaries over the course of the game? Uh, and I think very much so. Actually, one of the things that's most interesting about the list that I've been looking at from these tournament results generally is they don't look necessarily like traditional lists. You don't have your big brick that does X and your other thing that does Y. In this situation, like um, uh, Tim's given himself a load of options to achieve battle tactics over the course of the five rounds. And that, I think, is what is um, uh, is how this list has done quite well at this particular event, right? Um, he's, the Drake's One Temple is also going to be very survivable. And a lot of it's very survivable as well, other than against mortal wounds. And then he's got the Lord Arcanum to shut down some uh, spells if he needs to. Uh, so it's a great little list, and I'll get it stuck up. Um, and also, JP, of course, like I said, the ability for the Drake's One Templar to buy out models out of units to break coherency is going to be very, very effective uh, in this particular last uh, list as well. I mean, the balusters are going to be really key, I think, here as well. I think, you know, being able to pick out like, OK, right at this point, I'm going to I'm going to kill the battle line unit. Of course, he can send in 
um, uh, the sequiturs or he can send in the Drake Sworn Templar to hit something if that's what he wants to do at that point. But, you know, you could do Ferocious Advance, um, uh, Aggressive Expansion, um, uh, like a load of those before he ever has to hit something. And I think actually with Reign of Stars and the Ballisters, he can start picking at those characters at the back of the board to achieve those battle tactics. And I bet he's like in a really good place there. So shout out to Tim in this particular one. Uh, and then in second place was Gary. He took his Petrofex OBR. So I'll just quickly shout out the list on that one, uh, which was Nagash, Leech Kavalos, two times five Death Riders and 20 Mortite Guard. And he's got those three necropolis stalkers if you go back and listen to the faction reaction about ocr bone reapers Owen was talking about how he thinks those stalkers have got better and better especially in petrofex elite uh which is the sub faction that uh, was taken in this particular case and i think you'll see them do really really well in the future um uh, uh am i being cynical suggest that sequiturs are going to change the new battle term they seem great now yes i think uh, talking about any stormcast eternals this i'm probably not even gonna do a faction reaction on stormcast eternals or uruk warclans it feels a bit pointless when the new battle term is around the corner in, in but moments um but great work great work there by gary i liked uh, so and then Caesar of sigmar simon's list started to read this out a moment ago he's got the battle mage battle mage lord castellan the anointing of frostheart phoenix he's got that flaming weapons because he's uh giving himself the universal artifact the arcane tome which is such a smart play the hurricaneum and the assassin uh with the saints blade then he's got those 33 gold handgunners and he's got the 15 vindictors uh which are the stormcast units which are really good and he's got chronomantic cogs so he's got two casts on every single wizard and his um uh like that's given him loads of options he's got the war scroll spells and he's also got their chosen law spells as well so he's just got loads of good options there so that was over in queensland big shout out to that now over to poland uh the titans event um we have uh, i don't know where exactly it was in poland but this was a polish event that we had happen and this is uh, the titans another uh, 16 person one day event uh, nice little number 16 people really big fan of that now uh, two people went three and oh you had sam rayner and alex Fawcett. uh sam uh, let me just get sam's list up a moment uh oh is that right no no i've got that wrong sorry fuck me what it's monday morning it's what it is let's start again shall we our polish event was called pyre hammer yeah that's what it was called it was called pyre hammer and i'm an idiot right and in first place uh was lucas and in second place was jacob and they both went three and oh and their list were lucas's list was a host arcanum Archeon the Ever Chosen list with Kairos Fate Weaver and a Magister. Two units of 10 pink horrors and three screamers of each and the Umbral Spell Portal. We've seen this list time and again. This is a 100% cookie cutter build list that you would take for Zeech. Archeon, he's got Infusion Arcanum, so plus one to hit, plus one to wound. In their finest hour, um, all Mystic Shield on him is on a two-up save. As soon as you use all that defense, he's on a uh, two-up save, ignoring round one. You reroll on sixes, he's just a powerhouse of 830 points of raw output unless he faces gotrek which is why gotrek should kind of be on there um uh lortian events have not working on this one side okay i'll try and sort that out my friend uh in the future um then he's got kairos fate weaver the spell portal so just doing flat six mortal wounds at range at any point shutting down charges uh changing casting rolls using kairos's spell uh to just shut units down kairos absolutely worth the 435 points really he's 505 points because you always take the umbral spell portal with him absolutely worth it uh Chronoman he didn't take chronomantic cogs for extra spell casting which is really interesting but he's got those two units of 10 pink horrors they're going to hold objectives really well and then the Mag magister in as well 
which is a great little piece actually for 125 points. So yeah, uh, a really good list. Shout out to Lucas. So this is over in Poland. Jakob in second place. He took Fire Slayers in Hermdar. We already heard from Richie in the faction reaction that he thinks Fire Slayers are in a good place. Don't forget in Age of Sigmar 2, they had a 60% win rate. So I think that they're still pretty pretty decent. Uh, now he had um, uh, an Auric Runefather on Magmadroth and an Auric Runesmiter and then a Battlesmith, uh, which is kind of like fairly classic, I'm going to say. But then he threw Gotrek in there, Gotrek uh, Gurnison. Uh, so he's lost, obviously, uh, the potential and the need, I guess, to take the battalion that you would take in Hermdar previously, Lords of the Lodge. And then instead, he saved that. He's also saved the tax that you would take on the character to take Lords of the Lodge, and instead is throwing Gotrek in there as well. So he's like, it's pretty close. And then he's got two units of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers. Sorry, three units of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers, and then a unit of 10 Volkite Berserkers, and five Auric Hearthguard. So again, like, three units of 10 dudes, but actually, they're 20 wounds apiece. They fight like monsters, and they're uh, just really good. And then you've got to fight Gotrek. Solid army in my opinion. Like, very, very, very good. So that's Poland. So that's Poland. Um, Gotrek is such an auto-include. But then so is Archeon. So is Archeon in Zinch or Slaves to Darkness or Chaos generally. So is Marathi in uh, Daughters of Cain. Uh, and so is Nikash in Petrofex or Soul Black Gravelords. Like, they're, they're, all, they're all available. Uh, now, the event that just got linked to me in a moment ago uh, was the Titans event. This, this is another 16-man event. I just talked about it. Sam Rayner and Alex Fawcett went 3-0. Uh, and o. Now, uh, let me just get the lists for you one second. Um, so, Sam was running uh, Marathi. There we go, in Calibron. Um, uh, and then a Blood Rat Medusa, who was the general. Um, and then also the Hag Queen on Cauldron. And then it was... Four times, no, three times five Blood Sisters, five Blood Stalkers, and another ten Blood Stalkers, all in the Battle reg uh, Regiment. Yeah. So they just, uh, like, you'll see a list or a list more like this in the the future. Well done to Sam. Big love to you. Uh, and then Alex Fawcett was on a Soul Black Grave Lords list. Now this is cool. Like this, we, there's another list I'm going to shout out uh, in a bit. Um, this is just a list link that's just been sent to me, so I haven't had a chance to look at it. But it's Soulbright Grave Lords, Legion of Night with Prize Sorcery as the grand strategy to so keep one of those wizards alive. He's got Double Necromancer and he's got Manfred, of course. Of course. I think you're going to see that a lot, right? Um, and then a Vampire Lord. Then he's got 40 zombies twice, two units of 10 direwolves, and then the Corpse Cart with the Unholy Lodestone, and then two units of five Blood Knights, and it was a double battle regiment. Now... This is really good because Manfred's going to be so survivable, as are the Blood Knights, and then he's going to be able to pick his fights when he wants to. He's also got Amethystine Pinion, so he's going to be able to double his movement, double his movement, but add to his movement, basically, and be all over the place. And then other than that, he's got a really nice core that can just do what it wants in those 240 Deadwalker zombies, and then there's two 10 Direwolves, so he's got really nice board control. He's going to be able to kind of overwhelm center or mid-objectives, and he's going to be able to use Manfred to go and just, like, punk a flank, push something off an objective or generally be a threat so it's just a really nice list and i think stuff like this might be what you see when you don't see nagash taken right um generally okay so next on my list let me just double check it's been a pretty busy weekend which has been quite nice uh is over so this is our kind of big ticket uh, event so this is a lone star open in texas right five rounds and 56 players 
So, pretty big. Now, in first place was Matt Robbish from the Austin Weird Knobs. Whoop, whoop, with his daughter's a cane. I'll talk about the list in a minute. Uh, and then Zachary Kennedy also went 5-0 and uh, from Harambe's Heroes with a Nurgle list. So, two people went 5-0 and with Matt taking out the event and Zachary coming in second place. Now, some special shout-outs before we look at the lists there in four going four one with some pretty cool lists gavin grigar with his living city and he had a lariel in the living city list no gotrek a lariel in there super fun list uh tj sabbath with the sons of behemoth list uh in take a tribe four one on there so that's really that's really worth mentioning in my opinion chris keich um with his Soulbright grave lords list again not the same as the Solbright Grave Lords list we just looked at. And then No Aquino with his Hammers of Sigmar list, which was pretty cool. Taking a bunch of Annihilators, he took MSU Annihilators in his list, which was really fun to look at. And again, I'll put all these lists up on the website. Um, but that was a really fun one. A uh, big shout out to Chris. David Smith, thanks for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat. That's fucking cool of you. Mega appreciate you. That's so fun. Uh, love that. So big shout out and thank you so, so much. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's cool of you. Thanks, Twitch chat. Uh, so yeah, big shout out there. Living City, Sons of Bahamut, Soulbride Gravelords and Hammers of Sigma all going 4-1. So again, this was in Texas at the Lone Star Open. Now let's talk about the people uh, who, who did super well at the event. And I've written these lists up and the links will be in the show notes if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching, uh, listen to the podcast. And I'll put the link in the chat for you guys already so let's look at the lone star open uh first place uh oh no i put the wrong link in damn it damn it let's look at the other list this, so this is matt rubbish this is who it is i hope i've said that right and if i haven't said that right i'm sorry bud yeah loads of love to you so this this list here um now he's got a daughters of king list hagnar hold the line indomitable indomitable as his triumph um, but hold the line is to keep a battle line unit alive. Now he's got a blood rat Medusa in battle regiment with a general. He's got the command trait devoted disciples and Laura Shadows Mirror Dance. He, now he's got Marathi Kane, of course, in the battle regiment as well. And then he's got those 15 blood stalkers, two units of 20 witch elves, and then five life takers and five doomfire warlocks, right? Now, the thing about this is uh, this is, I think, the, the cookie cutter list. Um, pretty much for Daughters of Cain and maybe for all competitive Age of Sigmar. Like, so much so I'm going to make a video on it afterwards, uh, after the Stat Center show. This is 100% top-end Age of Sigmar going forward. Marathi, 100% one of the most difficult pieces to deal with in Age of Sigmar, if not the most difficult piece. I don't think it's Gotrek, I think it's Marathi. 100. She just doesn't die, right? Uh, or she doesn't die for a while, so you can't remove her synergy. And the synergy pro she provides, the most important synergy she provides, is the ability to make that unit of Bloodstalkers shoot twice. 510 points. They've got two shots each. That's 30 shots coming out of those Bloodstalkers. It's threes and threes. Any sixes are going to cause a mortal wound on sixes to hit. Um, they've been reinforced twice. They're 510 points. And they're going to shoot basically uh, two shots in each phase, so they're going to shoot 120 shots all the time. If you could just get your Archie emotes out in the chat, that would be good. Uh, so this is the this is the emote in the chat if you've got it. Um, uh, uh, and uh, now there's versions of this where obviously you put Gotrek in as well, but like it doesn't matter. So a big shout out by the way 
uh, to Matt for taking this list and smashing it. It's like he should be really proud of himself. Um, but the two units of 20 Witch Elves, sometimes you see them moved around. Sometimes it's two units of 10. Maybe you see more life takers taken for trading games. Yeah, Maybe you see uh, the Doomfire Warlocks you rarely see. Maybe you'll see them more in the future. But um, like this is the list, in my opinion. If you, if you were to ask me what I think the best list in Age of Sigmar 3 is right now, it's something like this. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and so a uh, big shout out to Matt pushing this to the top. Um, but you're going to have to expect to play this a lot in Age of Sigmar. So think around it. I think it beats almost everything if played well is, is where I'm at. And if you don't agree with me, I'd love to hear why. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I want to hear, like, you could tweet me. You could leave some comments in the YouTube. You can make a fucking diss video. Yeah, let's diss track it and we'll share mixtapes. It's going to be great. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think that this one is very, very, very good. Uh, basically, and 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 Matt obviously proved it this weekend uh, by going um, five and zero. So big shout out to Matt. Now Zachary flipped the script with his list. Flipped the script, right? So this is another five zero list. Uh, a Maggotkin of Nurgle list five zero. Now he's got a Harbinger of, De of Decay, and this is my own. I love this straight away. I love this first piece of tech. His command trait is Master of Magic. Yeah, and his artifact is the arcane tome, and his law, and he's got blades of putrefaction. Now, the thing that you need to do when you are playing Nurgle is you ask yourself, "How do I get a mortal wizard?" And the reason you ask yourselves that is, "How do I get blades of putrefaction, which is mortals on sixes to hit?" Right? How do I get that? Right? That's the question you ask yourself. And the problem is, is the mortal wizards that you find generally aren't great. Gotkin's a good example of one that's very, very good, right? But he's loads of points. The other ones are fairly squishy. So what you do is you take the Harbinger Decay, which you take anyway, because he's got a fucking great command ability. Yeah, you're taking him anyway, and then you think, cool, I'll turn him into a wizard, and then I'll take blades on him, and now let's kick ass. So fucking absolutely smart play there from Zachary. Uh, this is Zachary Kennedy, by the way, um, uh, from Harambe's Heroes. Then he's got a great and clean one, and he's got the Doomsday Bell, so it's going to be that extra movement for all Nurgle units around him. Um, and he's got the Endless Gift, so he's basically he's going to be... Any damage he takes, he basically can heal it back a little bit, and so he's going to be very survivable. Then he's got Chaos Sorcerer Lord, um, with Plague Squall, um, but he, I think he's specifically there to be given pluses to save. Um, and then you've got a Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Manticore with a Flaming Weapon. Now, I'm pretty certain when you Flaming Weapon, you can add the damage, you add one to the damage characteristic of everything. I don't know if it's been FAQ'd or if there's a raw interpretation where it's only the caster's weapon and not the whole model's weapons, or if you can choose it to be the mount's weapons. If you could choose it to be the mount's weapons, I think you can. Obviously, you've got loads of uh, like pluses there. I think that's really good. Um, uh, then he's got three lots of ten plague bearers. They're his battle line. He's three Varangard uh, in Hunt of the Heartland within Source of Weapons. Now, those Varangard are going to be an absolute target for Blades of Putrefication being cast on them. Uh, then you've got the 20 Chaos Sorcerer Lords. Uh, sorry, 20 Chaos Marauders, sorry. Not 20 Chaos Sorcerer Lords. That'd be great, though. Uh, five Chaos Knights. And then this again... Just a fucking really nice techie army from Zachary. He's got himself two units of nine untamed beasts. Don't forget, you've got those pre-game moves. So he's stopping alphas, which I think is nice, especially against the Zinch host Arcanum list. That's a nice kind of like piece of zone control if that's what he wants to do. Because he probably can't push Archeon off. Um, really nice. And just trades 
very, very nicely. And what I mean by that is he can put two units on two different objectives and he can just cap early. If he gets given the first turn, he scores big, can pin in, move those units further up, pin back, doesn't have to mess around, can battle tactics I think at least two different things that I can think of straight off the bat by just having them in the army. And it means he's not really putting any of his precious pieces like the Varangard or the very squishy Chaos Marauders uh, in, the, uh, in the fight early. And instead, he's just making it so that he can get to where he needs to be. Um, I just think that they're a really, really like good piece. Like, really good piece. And you can see this. Like, he hasn't... There's there's no place where he's gone all in, right? Everything's just got, like, some play, right? Harbinger Decay is obviously smart, but the Great and Clean one, uh, Kelsor's Lord and Kelsor's Lord of Manticore. So the, the Lord of Manticore, the Varangard, the Marauders, and the Knights, they've all got play at different points on the tabletop. I would say that... I don't know if he played Gargants. Maybe he'd struggled to check against the, the Gargant DPS check. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's really nice. And he's got to have played it super well uh, because uh, he's pushed out right to a 5-0. and So Zachary Kennedy, big shout out to you as well. Um, so just looked like it was great. Uh, so let me just double check. So Lone Star, we talked about that. We talked about the other lists. Gavin with his Living City, TJ with his Sons of Behemoth, Chris with his Soul Black Gravelords, and No with his Hammers of Sigmar. Um, and that's it. I think that's all of the events. There was a, a thousand point event held in London by our, um, uh, with the lists aren't available via the thing in the chat, but you can find them on the nursewargamer.com. Uh, and the lists are the most recent ones. So if you search by most recent, I know we've got a bunch of older ones on there, but I've started putting all the newer ones up as we go through. Uh, if that helps you go guys out. Um, uh, yeah. So, that's everything. There was also a thousand-point event this weekend. Uh, our man, Colonel Cabbage, ran it. Uh, it, had, it was just a little thousand-point intro game uh, somewhere in the world. Um, and it was won by Hallow Heart. That's what it was. Uh, Alexander Theophanis uh, won it with his Hallow Heart list. Um, I think it was a thousand points, wasn't it? Yeah, with a Hurricane, Anointed, Sorceress, 10 Phoenix Guard, 10 Phoenix Guard, and 10 Iron Drakes. Now, that's kind of fun. I really like... Um, uh, I think a little 1K event is super cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, not really stuff we generally talk about on the Stat Center. Upcoming events, upcoming events, as well as, obviously, Honest Wargame events. You guys can attend whenever you like. Um, there is two large-ish events this weekend. We have the London Open uh, this Saturday. And we also have Mancunian Carnage. We might have more. I don't think we do. Let me just double-check. Um... Uh, to make sure this bit, this is a bit Owen does really well, and I don't do very well, but um, <laughs> let me just go find out now. Don't think there's any other events this weekend coming up. Uh, oh, and there's also the Lost and the Damned. There's also the Lost and the Damned this weekend as well uh, in the UK. So I don't know if there are any other events around the world, but if there are, she'd let me know. That'd be fun. Uh, the week after that, um, I don't think there's anything... Oh, there's one in Australia. There's the 2D3 GT, although I'm not sure with COVID over there at the moment if that's going to have been uh, closed down. So we'll find out, which is cool. Um, my team event was won by a team with Suns, More Tribes, and Legions of the Knights, says Tarquin X. Okay, thanks, Tarquin X. Big love to you. Hi, Swan Rurik. Um, so that's it for today. Uh, that's, all of the, uh, that's all of the lists uh, and the events. Takeaways for me are that I think that there's two ways to take Age of Sigmar 3 gaming at the moment, right? Um, let me just, uh, like, kind of, like, 
get them for you. Oh, of course, there was also the UCG Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament. Thanks, Marchettus. Of course, I forgot about that. Um, so this was uh, won by our man, Adam Mumford. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, so he went 3-0 and this weekend with his daughter's a cane list. I'm pretty certain it was Marathi. Uh, Bow Snakes and Gotrek. So it was like the worst version of all Warhammer uh, available. But Adam did some great work there. Uh, and then there's also Aaron Boyum uh, with his OCR Bone Reapers Petrifex Elite list. And uh, unfortunately, uh, unless I'm being mental, uh, the link I've just been sent doesn't uh, show lists. Um, also, please never screen cap lists and send them to me because I hate you. If you don't send me the text version, I don't reply. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, so anyone got any questions uh, yeah my quick roundup of kind of looking through everything at the moment and looking at some of the lists that do well number one it's super early in the edition that's no disrespect but I imagine not many people have got dozens of reps in so I reckon some of these event results you can take with a pinch of salt like um, uh, you know like when you see people do really well with an army maybe they've been playing a lot that probably helps them move into doing the battle tactics in the primaries a lot more than anything else so i would put a pin in some of these i think it's um early edition there's a lot of like uh tracking your scores and, and having played in three torn four four tournaments now for age of sigma for age of sigma three specifically uh even you're still just really getting to grips with the rhythm of scoring the points um so something to be uh, thought about however takeaway i think there's two ways to approach age of sigma three in the tournament setting two ways that i'm going to uh that i'm going to mention number one you can go down the power list um score like a win big because you're playing old dominant warhammer and that is your marathi your um your marathi with your bow snakes your um archeon in zinch specifically but just generally your archeon anyway um your nagash soul black grave lords or in petrifex and then your your got track. Now it doesn't mean those are the only ways to play because I think there's another version of to play. I think those all create such good problems in the game that you're going to see those a lot. I think the other version uh, for tournament play is a lot like the Nurgle list we saw, a lot like um, some of these other lists that you might see coming out, where really people are really focusing on what their list is going to do to score battle tactics, to score their grand strategy, and to score the primary. That's going to be the focus, almost to the point where they're not necessarily even engaging in some ways. Like, or they are, but they're engaging in peaceful mill formats. The reason I say that those two versions of playing competitive Age of Sigmar right now are kind of, um, uh, they counter each other, is because one of the lists specifically, uh, let's say Archeon in Hose Arcanum, is going to hit you and he's making you engage. He's like, you've got to deal with this. And you're like, oh, no, I really want to just like run these three guys, score these two objectives, and just punk that character. That's what I want to do to get my max battle tactics and, and primaries. So, you know, some of them are really going to make you engage when you maybe want to engage more piecemeal and half and half. That's one side. The other side is just going to engage all day. So there's, uh, there's really, it's really interesting to see which of those two kind of styles uh, rides to dominance. I think one of them is much easier and a little bit more punishing to play with and play against. The other requires is a little bit more of a knife edge, a little bit more finesse, a little bit harder to do, but is a little bit less obvious. Like when you're playing the Marathi Bow Snakes, kill the Bow Snakes, right? That's what you got to do. Easier said than done, but it's what you got to do, right? Get them out of the way. You're really reducing the output of the whole list. 
um, with some of those other lists, like, oh, do I kill the five Chaos Knights? Like, like the three Varangard? Like, what what is it that makes this list work together? And I think that's something interesting. Um, the Nurgle list is what Warhammer is all about. Trying stuff with Gods of Warhammer make it work way more interesting since Juicy. I get that. Yeah, I agree. Old Man Tim, Barry, Parry G. Gallister, thanks for subscribing. Uh, loads. I did smash a corn arc in one turn of combat with Frost Lords. Go on, Tarquinex. You got that. Uh, <laughs> Hamsfan, I'm not going to fight you. My army will do this strange dance and outscore you. That's what I'm talking about, Hamsfan. I think that there are those two playstyles. I think we're starting to see those emerge, right? Uh, you have people running towards the power lists and you have other people working within their books and we'll see which one rises to dominance. So that's my takeaway this week from looking at some of the event results. And if anyone has any other, whoa, shit me. Thank you, Hamsfan, for donating 10,000 bits to the stat center. That's fucking crazy. Um, dude, hype. Thanks, man. That's so nice of you. Thanks, Habs fan. Uh, I'm a <laughs> I'm a Habs fan too. Uh, thanks, buddy. That's uh, that's lovely. Well, has anyone got any questions before I head out today um, on any of these lists or anything else? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to do a list uh, review show on some of the shows. Not later in the week. I'm just going to record them offline. Um, I think that will be really fun. Um, Beats. <laughs> thanks, buddy. It's so nice of you. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, any questions before we go? I feel like someone donating loads of bits. I can't just leave. That feels rude. So I'm super here for hanging out. I just wanted it to be concise and make loads of sense. And uh, and again, if you have any tournament results, just find a way to contact us. The Honest Wargamer Twitter, The Honest Wargamer Twitch, The Honest Wargamer Facebook page, whatever. Uh, if you need to email us, thehonestwargamer at gmail.com. Yeah? That's where you send those informations, yeah? Super easy. Just get to us, and we want to hear about it. Um, I'd love to know what everyone in the world is doing and what they're up to. We don't know when the new FAQ will land. Uh, what am I going to spend my bits on? Um, uh, maybe... Uh, <laughs> this is so lame! Um, you know, like some... Um, uh, oh, God, what are they called? Uh, what they? Uh, not Perspex, that's not the right word. Um, you know, like when you make yourself a lunch and uh, oh, what they call Pyrex, like a fucking Christ, I don't know what they're called. Systema, that's what they call. That's the brand, Systema. I just want to make myself some packed lunches, so just eating more vegetables and stuff. I'm probably going to spend on that, which is pretty fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh, hi, Diary, by the way. Um, is Sons looking like the best option for destructions as Garou Games? I would say Sons of Behemoth is right up there, and 3241 should be something that you could probably uh, get out of a Sons of Behemoth army if you're pushing it like the highest you can go. Uh, so I think that they're a very viable army. It doesn't mean that they're the only viable army, but they're definitely a viable army. Uh, we don't know when the new FAQ will land. What old world army are you going to collect, says Just Nikos? <sighs> I don't know what's coming out, if I'm honest. Uh, not too bothered about... I like. I think the bear stuff looks awesome, but I would be very interested if they did some demon stuff, and I think I'd be really interested to, if they did like an old empire one, because probably old empire, or something like old empire would be the one for me. Not been more much about Eidneth in these events. How do you think they're doing? Uh, I think Eidneth is still very viable. I think you could run a bunch of Eidneth lists. If you go back and listen to the Faction Reaction with Chris, he wrote some different Eidneth lists, loads of Reavers, uh, which you don't see at all, but I think Turtle's still great. 
Eels still great. Um, offensive or defensive eels. I think the whole thing is still really good. It's just not as face rolly as it was previously. Um, you got to play it a little bit more. You can't just wait till turn three, spam CP, go. You now have to wait till turn three, spam one CP and go. So uh, I still think you can do that. Uh, what is my favorite list so far for third? Like the one you love to play? <laughs> Great question. Not sure at the moment. Um, I think one of the ones, uh, the problem is, like, BCP website, like, fucking Diffie and Garrett, if you're listening, just fucking live with it when I say this. I love you both. And I love, I just want the TO, like, why can't I look at the list on the website? Like, answer me that. Riddle me that. Um, because I want to look at them. So, from the Lone Star Open, like, the one I like to play is probably my horrors at the minute, although I am changing my list soon to a different list, so I don't think that really counts. But listen to Gavin's list. So, Grimgar, uh, Gavin Grigar, uh, it's a cool list. Um, it's uh, it's a Living City list. It's super fun. Rune Lord, Alariel, crazy, and a Knight of Zeros, right? And Alariel's got Cage of Thorns, by the way. Uh, Rune Lord makes the 30 Iron Drakes battle line. Two units of ten. Oh wait, one ten long beards, one ten free girl guard, nine shadow stalkers, and a tree lord of all fucking things, and the soul screen bridge. Now the tree lord's really important in that list, and let me talk to you about why, because like it it plays very like defensive. Um, but it's at the start of the combat. You pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model and roll dice on a four plus. That unit starts at the end of fights at the end of the combat phase. So it's like a strike last mechanic. So it's got like such anti-charge tech if you charge the iron drakes unleash hell you charge anything else unleash hell from the iron drakes basically yeah counter punch from alariel and she can summon some kernoths uh, if she wanted to she could summon another tree lord i don't think she will um there's some good healing in there as well because it's obviously living city so alariel can and also using the command ability from um, the uh, GHB, so you make it so you fight from the top bracket, is also massive on Alaria as well. So she does all of those Wardroth Beetle hits and does that big 10 damage. Those Iron Drakes, though, are going to smash through some of those God characters, which is why I was talking to Richie on the Fire Slayers show and saying that I think that there might be something in the shooters for Fire Slayers. Uh, but those Iron Drakes are going to be brilliant. And I like that list. I think that's really fun. The Nurgle list that I looked at before is really great. Um, I just don't... I don't get it enough. I would really like to speak to the guy that ran it and talk to him about it. Um, uh, Rob, what's your prediction for the winners of the two big British events coming this weekend? Uh, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I, like I said at the top of the show, Lee, I think there's so many people who this will be their first event that you'll bunny run two or three games. Easy peasy with people not having a fucking clue what's going on, in my opinion. Um, they'll just be there for a laugh. Uh, and so, like, as much as it's, I guess, a big event, very much like the Lone Star Open, big shout out to everyone there. And I know, especially the guys in Texas have been getting the reps in um, because the, the Weird Knobs guys are based around there. But also the Texas, the Texan guys have, like, their intercity, uh, like, tournament, which is amazing. Uh, so they have this kind of, like, uh, big rivalry where they do stuff. So, like... Like, they've got more reps in, but I still think it's such early days. I don't think people necessarily know how to even score properly at the moment. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, the topic for tonight is uh, getting started in Age of Sigmar 3 with the boys. Um, uh, Robbie's starting to top my pyramid scheme. <laughs> Thanks for the hype trade, by the way. Um, uh, I think that they'll just reuse the old... Uh, okay, nice. Show tonight. Yeah, I haven't missed anything. Uh, the show tonight is going to be um, uh, on Age of Sigmar 3, but also starting in Age of Sigmar. I know it sounds like a really easy one or a really simple one, but actually I think there's a lot to talk about. 
a lot when it comes to resources. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm starting to get frustrated with the fact that the app isn't up to date or viable. Also, they've um, they put something on pre-order yesterday, and the war scrolls for those are no longer free on the website. And so it becomes a bit like, okay, you're a tournament goer, or you're just a Warhammer player generally for Age Sigmar 3. It's a good one for people. Like, what do you do? So we're going to talk about things like AOS reminders and uh, War Scroll Builder and, and a bunch of other things, which some people just won't really know exist, which I think would be nice. Um, uh, and I think that would just be, uh, like, good for everyone generally. Just kind of re-remind ourselves. So if anyone's got any ideas, just throw them in. Um, <laughs> no, a question. I was playing New World over the weekend as someone called Mike Oxlog. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's going to take a good six months of the matter to settle, says Tarkonex, assuming that isn't a huge FAQ that changes the game fundamentally. Hey, not only that, Tarkonex, not only do we need time for the meta to settle, very good point, also, we've got two new battle tomes coming out. And one of the things that's going to be most interesting in Age of Sigmar 3 is we're currently playing like Compendium Warhammer, is what I'd like to call it. So new edition, we can all play with our armies and there's a whole bunch of stuff. But... Are the Stormcast and the and the Warclans books going to be a power level above things that we've seen previously? If that's the case, because that happened in 40k and is happening in 40k. So with that being the case, so you've got two worlds. They're either pitched at the current power level of armies, and what's that going to be? Who knows? And then if it's pitched a level above, that means we've got to wait for other books to come out to catch up with those books. And is it going to be a continual upward trend? Or it, like, is each season just going to be defined by the latest book? Um, uh, and then, or is it going to be like they're all pitched at an equal level? That's going to be the most interesting question, especially from a competitive sense. Are people going to be consistently chasing the meta? Uh, because those new books provide so much that no one else has, right? Let's hope not. Let's hope there's some parity. Uh, but just something to think about. So talking about the meta settling is a great point. But also most important. So that's the general meta like in power level of stuff. But I think right now, just developing the skill sets to play on the tabletop most important thing that we could all do as a group yeah what are my battle tactics when do they work okay how do i do these things and just get it done uh, and i can't um uh okay uh let's hope war clans are good uh <laughs> i really hope that doesn't happen i don't want this to turn to 40k upward trend tarquin me too you know that also just a reminder for everyone listening to the podcast or watching on youtube don't forget the uh, azir app uh, so Azir, so that's the Warhammer Age of Sigmar app. Azir is the 99p or whatever your local currency is that you pay uh, to be able to use the War Scroll, uh, the, 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 the army list writing function. Uh, don't forget, all of those things are out of date. Some of the War Scrolls aren't out of date yet, but all of those things are out of date. And they've said that they're going to be producing a new app. So that means they're charging you for an out of date thing that doesn't work anymore. You don't need it. So just don't forget to unsubscribe. I know it's only 99p and some of you won't give a shit, but it doesn't. you don't lose anything because you can't build army lists on it that are legal anymore anyway. So uh, just a reminder for everyone at home, save yourself 99p. And if you ever want to donate that to The Honest Wargamer, um, we have a Patreon and you could join us there. That would be great. Uh, so please do. Thanks. Uh, right, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to join us tonight, 7pm, for the Age of Sigmar Monday show, the Nathan Prescott show. Um, oh, nice. Thanks, Cup. Um, 
Uh, and join us there. That's going to be really fun. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back next week to, to talk about tournament results. So if you have any tournaments that you want to fire us for the results for, uh, we'd love to know. Uh, and thanks for listening to The War Gamer. It's been really cool talking to you. Have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.